Yeah, there's uh, there's one business that deploys this technique really, really well, uh, and that business is called Google, one of the biggest businesses in the world, and they operate mostly from moonshots, right? So if someone comes to a meeting and says, okay, what are you working on this year? Oh, yeah, you know, we're going to try and earn, increase search optimization by 40%, something like that. And they thought, like, wow, this, is, this feels, you know, like we've only done it by 20 or 30%. I'm going to do 40 this year. And, you know, the leadership team would be like, what are you talking about? Let's aim for 400, 500%, right? Because it's, it's, it, it invites you into the space of like, wait, like what? Like we are used to 20, 30, maybe 40%. What the heck does 200 or 300% increase mean? And it, and it invites you in this completely different state of being different thoughts, different ideas. Um, that's, mm-hmm. you know, people would call that a magical outcome might occur. Right. Yeah. Um, however you said, okay, we still want to measure, things and make sure clients hit our goal. What mm-hmm. Google knows is that if you aim for the moon, and even if you miss, you're probably going to far exceed that original 40%. We were aiming for 200%. Oh, man. Um, you know, we tried our best. We feel really good about that, but we kind of missed the mark. Only 120%. Wait a minute. The original thought, thought was maybe 40%. Welcome back to Oh My Pod. Today, we interviewed Alexander Ohm. He's a leader of leaders who brings together visionaries and change makers from all over the globe. He's on a mission to connect all of the leaders of the new earth together, helping them to remember their own purposes and come together in community to create a more beautiful world. In the past 10 years, he's guided thousands of entrepreneurs through his own private practice coaching business by hosting epic international retreats and as a partner in the Soulful Sales Company. Alexander is bringing his own message to life as a writer, photographer, and speaker. He believes that everyone is here on purpose and that by using different modalities, we can remember our divine wisdom and create true miracles from our hearts. So we just hopped out of the interview with Alexander and it was, it was awesome. I feel refreshed after talking with him. I think you guys will feel the same way. It's really important when you are making your podcast that you treat it like, like a business and, and like something something bigger than yourself it's got to have some type of spirit that comes with it and that comes from being truly passionate about what you're talking about you know you can really you can really tell that when people are talking about something that they're really passionate about they just light up and they become like imbued with this this feeling and this emotion and we really got into that here um we also got into all kinds of stuff about how to figure out what you're actually supposed to be doing how to get really quiet. Alexander talked about like being silent for an hour a day for like 90 days um, and just allowing your thoughts to finally become quiet. And we also talked about going back through your, your lineage so that you can find out what your ancestors did. And maybe that will um, show you kind of where you're supposed to go. And yeah, it got it got pretty pretty deep, but we also kept it practical, I think. So, yeah, enjoy and um please please reach out to Alexander if you want some clarity and um if you want to learn something from him. He's amazing. He's our coach. Um and his links will be in the show notes. So, yeah, hope you enjoy this episode. Alexander, welcome. How are you doing? I am fantastic recently worked out and um i'm all charged up got some sunlight had a little little food little fuel so i'm i'm just grateful to be here and uh, i'm energized i'm ready to go beautiful yeah you were doing your 
your mace and kettlebell swings and stuff, right? Yeah, our uh, our now mutual friend Damien and I. Yeah, we were out there right at the lakeside and swinging some maces and kettlebells around. It was a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been like for some reason I'm like gravitating towards that every time that I see you doing something like that because I know how important like shoulder mobility is and stuff. And that's where people can get so messed up, especially with like working out with improper form, which I think I kind of did. And so I've just been seeing you do like the the mace swinging. You just like put it behind your head and it's like this big thing and it just goes around. And I, yeah, I want to get, I want to get involved with that. I want to get Celine involved with that too. I'm, I'm sure it's really good for shoulder mobility, but um, I think I like it most because probably you know some sort of undiagnosed edd or adhd and it's like it gets my brain thinking it's it's i mean you're trying not to hit yourself in the head so (laughs) (laughs) it's it's entertaining yeah totally totally what do you think about that celine you want to come to a class yeah i'm just i'm (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say that it's true because every time you see it you tell me i do alexander has in his story yeah (laughs) Yeah, I really want to get involved with that. Um, but for for anybody listening, Alexander, we obviously like know each other quite well, uh, which I probably will say uh, in the intro because I actually record the intro afterwards. And but Alexander is our one of our coaches. Um, couple of more than a couple of months, a few months ago, we decided that Podigy needed some some guidance and some sort of. Um, kind of like message realignment because you can get really like tunnel visioned in your business and well in any part of your life and it's just so weird how somebody can come in sit down in the seat that like you know the the driver's seat that you've been in and everything just looks totally different to them and they can they can point things out that you that you never would have thought and it just it doesn't just change your business like it just changes everything in like one sentence and Mm so um, this was like a huge step for us. And I thought that it would be a, like a decent change of pace to bring Alexander on to talk about less about the podcasting industry, less about like the benefits of podcasting and, and, but more about sort of the strategy of aligning yourself with what your purpose is and what you're supposed to be doing, uh, in your life in general and how that, kind of bleeds over into your business. And so we'll be talking about what he does for for people, how he coaches people and and that will also translate into podcasting because starting your podcast is really just like starting a new business or a new part of your business and you have to approach it the same way. So that's why I mean and Alexander has a good a really different perspective than most people that you'll talk to because he's really approaching business from not from the like cold analytical perspective, but more from like aligning it with who you are and sort of the not spiritual, but like, well, you're part of soulful sales. That's your like, that's one of <laughs> the spirit that in you there. do. Yeah, totally. Did that all make sense, Alexander? <laughs> it, it did. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, that that's, I, I receive that as a, a high compliment that I'm not cold and analytical because that's my my least favorite thing, and we definitely need those people. Yeah, you know, I'm um, I'm I'm really grateful for some of the the accountants out there. Nothing against accountants, and they're not all cold. Um, <laughs> no, but, of you course. Know, the analytical process is is so important, and 
Yeah. I can I can tap into that part of my brain, but I'd much rather be in the other space, which is that that creativity, that that intuitive force, um, you know, the space where where real miracles can occur and um you know, and we can all be in that space because a miracle is a shift in perspective, right? If I mm-hmm. if I'm walking around and I think, oh, I can't make a podcast. I'm not a podcaster. And all of a sudden someone talks to the two of you and I have this shift in my perspective of maybe I can, maybe I, maybe I could have my own podcast. Maybe I could reach thousands of, maybe I could reach millions of people. That's a miracle. You just became a different person from, you know, one conversation. So that's the space I love to play in. Yeah. And it's crazy how you went to millions because even me, and this is something that like, I know that we, that we've been talking about is that, sort of like the 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 deadliness of like of over managing your expectations and keeping your expectations sort of like realistically low uh but you say millions and so immediately i'm thinking like man like just setting a goal that's so incredibly like out there is is so like it, it it brings so much magic back into the world of business because suddenly anything is possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I love the phrase of like, you know, when you're asking someone what's, what's possible for your business, your podcast, you know, I wonder, and that word wonder is actually, you know, skipped over quite a bit. Cause if we go into a state of wonderment of like, wow, like why, you know, the, the universe is infinite. Like I can do it. Like I wonder what we could all do together. Right. And if we can bring people into that space or the one example is giving someone a magic wand. Here's a magic wand. Anything's possible. I'm a genie, and I can grant your your greatest wishes. Uh, wave it. What what would you like? If there was no constraints, and in that moment we can get a glimpse at what someone maybe truly desires. Build a goal around that, and their heart will do the rest. It'll it'll pull them right towards it. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about this, Celine? I feel like I've been. Neglecting I, you. I, whenever we talk about this kind of stuff uh, with Alexander, I it always reminds me of my favorite podcast, which is called Rise and Conquer. And um, they always say that how certain goals that you set for yourself can actually be very limiting to you because you say you want, I don't know, I want 50 downloads on this episode or I want two new clients and then you like kind of manifest those two people, but actually you could, you know, you kind of put a cap on what your desire, what your desire is for this, but it could be actually so much more. And so a goal can actually be limiting you. Yes. I, I love that so much. And actually when you start to play around in that space, you could realize that the bigger goal could possibly be easier to achieve because everyone's trying to, achieve the lower goals. Everyone's trying to build a six-figure business. Not mm-hmm. many people are trying to build a seven or eight-figure business. Or mm-hmm. right. my fav- favorite example here, which there's probably a more conscious version of this, but you know, you go out to a club or a bar, which I don't do anymore. Um, <laughs> but you know, and let's say that, you know, that we were single and you're looking for, for someone that you find attractive, right? And let's use the, the, the numeric scale uh, we have people that are like, oh yeah, they're pretty. You know, they're a five, they're a six. Like they look nice. Some people are like, the, you know, they catch your eye a little bit more. They're a seven or an eight, right? And then there's like one or two people that we would say like, oh, they're a ten. They're just glowing. They're they just have this magnetic force to them. And most people they look at the the person that's a ten and they're like, well, 
I don't, I don't know. Like, what am I going to say? They probably get harassed all night, ask, people asking for their numbers. Um, I'm just going to go talk to that person. They look okay. Like the seven. That's safe. Right? I feel safe with the seven. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And no one goes and talks to the 10. You might meet that person later, right? Month or a year later and say, oh, I actually saw you at the bar the one time. I was going to come up and talk to you, but it, yeah, I didn't want to bother you. I was too nervous. And that person tells you, actually, yeah, I'm really lonely when I go out because no one comes up to talk to me. No, people just look at me from across the room and no one actually comes up and engages to me. So everyone's thinking, oh, why bother? Because so many people are talking to this person. In reality, no one's talking to them. And if you were the one person that just had the courage to go and say, hey, how's your night going? You know, that could have opened up this this whole other world. And um, it seems like you two jumped that hurdle at some point because you talked to each other. So, okay, I'm going to go talk to that, to this person. Oh, I don't know if I'm a 10, though. I <laughs> put myself at like a, a 6. What would you put oh me at, Celine? Oh, my God. Celine would say I'm a 10. Of course. No, you're a 12. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, though. I, I, I like that. But this that. is so true, isn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it's almost like that. Yeah. Like the, it's less saturated where, because there is such a, there's such a like a message to to set reasonable goals and then smash those goals and like don't do anything unless you have a goal set and it, you know or you can't run a business without you know five year goal or or something like that and uh um yeah like it can be for, especially for somebody like me who's quite creative and kind of flutters and fluctuates a little bit it's it can be pretty draining to have like a bunch of goals that may your goals kind of change as you go along as well but my my thought was like as you were saying that it's like well then how when we're working with clients when we're working with people and starting podcasts for people then we do uh we do kind of um we preach the importance of setting a goal when you're starting a podcast or setting a certain amount of goals so like how can we help people set goals that then we can achieve so that we can show that our business actually does what we say we do, but at the same time, not limit our clients potential. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where's the, where does the business like element, like the, the actual like analytical element, where does it cross with that sort of like higher level stuff? Yeah. There's uh there's one business that deploys this technique really, really well. Uh, and that business is called Google one of the biggest businesses in the world, and they operate mostly from moonshots, right? So if someone comes to a meeting and say, okay, what are you working on this year? Oh, yeah, you know, we're going to try and increase search optimization by 40%, something like that. And they thought, like, wow, this is this feels, you know, like we've only done it by 20 or 30%. I'm going to do 40 this year. And, you know, the leadership team would be like, what are you talking about? Let's aim for 400, 500%, right? Because it's it's... It, it invites you into the space of like, wait, like what? Like we're used to 20, 30, maybe 40%. What the heck does 200 or 300% increase mean? And it, and it invites you in this completely different state of being, different thoughts, different ideas. Um, that's, mm-hmm. you know, people would call that a magical outcome might occur, right? Yeah. Um, however, you said, okay, we still want to measure things and make sure clients hit our goal. Mm-hmm. What Google knows is that if you aim for the moon and even if you miss – you're probably going to far exceed that original 40%. We were right. aiming for 200%. 
Oh, man. Um, yeah, we tried our best. We feel really good about that, but we kind of missed the mark. Only 120%. Yeah, Wait a minute. Is... The original thought, thought was maybe 40%. So I think that's, yeah. a, that's a really great place to invite your clients into, is to dream and wonder and temporarily removing limiting beliefs and allowing them to, to think and dream really big. Shoot for that. And mm-hmm. even if they miss, they're still going to far surpass the results that they would have originally thought. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I was like before when you were making the the example of of the of the people of like of the of the ten and the seven, then I was like thinking that's very true because you you never know what's actually in store for you at the moment, and so actually the ten might be exactly what is in store for you right now, and and exactly on the business it might be a hundred and twenty percent, it might be a hundred and thirty percent. And but you shot you tried to shoot for forty, which might be exactly the wrong way to go. Yeah, because you can something completely different is in store for you right now. Yeah, than what and, you thought. And I, and I think the kids these days use the term like you know shooting your shot, which actually like perfectly <laughs> applies to the scenario. Like you never know until you like you take that shot, you take that leap, and where your feet land isn't really up to you. Right. I, I love the phrase that life is happening for us, not to us. So say you're compelled mm-hmm. to go talk to the person that you think is the most attractive person in the room. Okay, maybe you'll have a spark and, and there'll be some some beautiful conversation. But maybe you're just supposed to go talk to them because they're gonna be your next business partner or they're gonna mm-hmm. introduce you to someone who's gonna allow you to move to Europe for free or whatever the case may be. So that's where this intuitive heart nudge piece comes in. Hey, if you notice that person and you felt a desire, there was a there was a magnetic force occurring, your job is to get out of the way and, and go follow that and see what's on the other end. So whether you're you know, talking to someone at a bar, you're starting a business or you're planning what you want to do for your podcast. If you feel that nudge or desire, that's the direction that you need to go in um, despite fears that might arise. Yeah. Or obstacles. Cause there's all kinds of, Oh yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of obstacles and fears that, yeah, that will come up from that. Um, so if, if somebody what, so actually, well, you're starting a podcast with us. And <laughs> very excited about that. Yeah, me too. Especially after, well, let's here, let's shoot for a million downloads in the first in the first two episodes. <laughs> Done. Yeah, I mean we're coming uh, out of the gate pretty strong with some of these some of these guests that we're going to be interviewing. I know. So no oh problem. man, that that is something that I think is really cool. Um, we've yeah, like you guys, you guys have some awesome, awesome people in your in your circle. So that's going to be really, really cool to, to produce those. Um, I'm looking forward to this. You're, so are you, how are you going to, how are we going to then approach your podcast employing this idea of, of setting incredibly outland, not outlandish, but, but goals that are so far, like the star in the sky type thing. And then also how are, how are you planning on sort of, um, I don't know, maybe this is the wrong way to say it, but like aligning it with your purpose. It sounds a little bit cheesy, but but yep. maybe it makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, the way that I see the world is each of us has our own unique purpose. We're our own unique drop of water in the, the ocean that is consciousness. So I've got my own purpose and Dan has his own purpose, but, you know, we, we have a lot of similarities and we work really well together and, and we're kind of going in a similar direction. So where our two paths meet um, 
could actually be described as bringing together some of the most powerful, most conscious leaders in the world. And the podcast is a way to 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 further that process. I was going to say to begin that process, but we've already started it. And so the 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 big star is, hey, we're going to bring the most powerful, most conscious, most loving leaders in the world, and we're going to connect them. We're going to bring them into the same sphere, and we're going to get them to talk to each other, and we're eventually going to have them in the same physical location. And we know when you do that, that real magic is going to happen, and we truly believe that we can we can shift and, and change the world in, in a positive direction, um, a more loving world, a less fearful world. And so that's the real true intention is, hey, let's find these people that are going to move the needle and let's, let's figure out where they're going, help them get there. Let's, let's figure out what tools or pieces of insights that they want to share with the world that's going to help us move forward. And let's have a ton of fun along the way. That's, that's really, you know, for me in the present moment, how I would, um, you know, convey our North Star. That's super cool. That's super cool. So do you have any, this is very broad, but do you have any tips for people that really struggle to, to, to find their purpose and, and don't really trust? I would say, I think a bit to me, a big part of that is like trusting your gut and trusting what you're gravitating towards. But a lot of people don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like the more you, ignore this power within that you have the, the less like the the more silent it becomes like the voice inside of you it just becomes more silent because you don't because you just don't trust it that's how i always feel so how mm-hmm. do you help someone that has completely ignored their gut feeling and the voice within for a very long time how do you help someone like that yeah so i, I love the the analogy that we're using that if you've ignored it long enough that maybe it kind of seems to go away a little bit. And, and the one thing yeah. for everyone to remember is that voice will never leave you, but it might get quieter. Right? Yeah, exactly. So two paths yeah. forward here. If you're saying, hey, what's my purpose? First and foremost, I have a, a meditation that I send to clients. So if someone's listening to this um, and they would like to do that meditation, they can just send me a message. We could. I'd like link. to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely share that for with real? you. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, we can uh, link it. Um, to yeah. this podcast. Let's link it. Yeah. There's two paths forward to, okay, what's my purpose? As uh, Celine was mentioning, if we've ignored it long enough that it, it didn't go away, but it might've got a lot more quiet. So the first step is actually for us to get quiet and to listen. So a meditation practice, a regular meditation practice, time in nature, and possibly delving into some of the realms that that take you into a deeper subconscious state like hypnotherapy, as an example, right? Mm -hmm. So we're getting quiet, we're going inward, we're connecting to this this space of peace and calm, we're carving out time and space to just be, right? So this is uh, something that I recommend to a lot of my clients, schedule in thinking time. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, you're not allowed to do any tasks. You're not, you know, just have a notebook and a pen and think. Right, because visionaries, leaders, business owners, CEOs—what we get compensated for—is the 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 power of our ideas, really, the vision that we can cast out into the world. And yeah. most of us don't spend enough time doing that. So this is the first path: is go inward, get calm, get quiet, and listen. 
And at first you'd be like, I just hear pay the electrical bill next Tuesday. I just hear, exactly, yeah. what is Money, that? Yeah. What is that weird sound in the background? I just see, right. And, um, Naval Ravikant, uh, a really prolific thinker. Um, he shared his technique for calming some of these chattering thoughts. It's actually to sit in silence for an hour a day for 60 days straight, I believe. And you just sit there and you allow yourself to think. And what will happen eventually is things will come up. Like I mentioned, pay the electrical bill. Oh, I wonder if that person's mad at me. Oh, I should probably <laughs> you know, buy a new tent before I go camping. Next. Like literally infinite things, right? But as the days go on, as you're just sitting there in this meditative state, there'll actually be less and less thoughts. And there'll come a day where you sit and you've thought all your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be calm. And it'll just be quiet. And in that space, you might start to hear the voice again. And that voice, um, let's call it your intuition, right? Let's call it a sixth sense. It can come through in a lot of different ways. You can feel something. You can feel a certain emotion. You might hear something. You might see something in your mind. You might um, just kind of know something in your gut. So that's a whole other rabbit hole and go down. But path one is get calm, get clear, and get silent. Path two is to look at your past and your history of what's happened so far and look for patterns, right? So one of the first places that I take people is looking at their ancestry or their lineage, right? So if your entire family, your great-grandfather, your grandfather, and your father were all politicians or all writers, that's for a reason. There's something there for you. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be a politician or a writer, but that's a very interesting pattern that's related to why you're here, right? So I look at the parents first and the grandparents, if that's available, and try and figure out maybe what was their purpose, right? Because you're, you're a combination of them. And then I look at our life and what's happened so far, and I try and see, you know, and I, I believe that life's happening for us, not to us, right? And then I look for major life events that have changed a trajectory or have given us a new perspective or a tool, And we can look at that whole past and we can start to stitch together a story or a theme to say, hey, maybe why are you here? What lesson are you trying to learn or what lesson are you trying to, you know, help us all learn? And um, very often it comes from some of the most painful points in our life, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's a lot of people that agree to this is that traumatic events when processed and healed become your greatest gifts, and they become your path forward. So you'll hear this all the time. People that are very, very wealthy. What's the most common story? I grew up dirt poor. Yeah, They had to mm-hmm. experience the depths of scarcity to then go through that, learn that lesson, and then come out the other side and have incredible abundance. And now what do they do? They mostly teach people about it. Yeah. That's right? the most rewarding thing for them to do mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. So these are really the two paths is a reverse engineering of your own story, of your lineage, of the things that have happened to you, finding patterns, finding meaning and, and saying, OK, now in the present moment, based on all those things, what should I be doing next? What am I called to do next? And the other path to this, you should probably do both, is get calm, get quiet, get still, carve out time and space to think and connect to yourself and start to listen and feel into those other senses and just take note of them, right? Mm-hmm. Just get curious about it. Don't don't wait for some voice to, to boom down and say, Justin, you're meant to be 
uh, you know, world-class fighter pilot, you know, something like that. That could happen. I'm totally open to that happening. But it seems like the universe or God tends to work more in these mysterious, subtle ways. And and if you think about it, if we designed this life and this game for ourselves, we would try and make it fun, right? And so it's it's about looking for clues and about putting those clues together and enjoying that process. Like we're putting together a puzzle. Don't just mm-hmm. rush to try and finish the puzzle, puzzle of, oh, this is why I'm here. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is the yeah. meaning of my life, which is kind of the biggest question you can ask yourself. Enjoy putting the puzzle together and enjoy doing it with your friends. Yeah. Start to, you know, or with your partner, right? And, and you start to look at each other's puzzles and be like, oh, I, did you ever think this piece might go there? Oh my God, I didn't think about that. And so I, I really invite people to enjoy this process. Enjoy discovering why you're here. And it's constantly evolving and changing. And, and if someone thinks they've figured out the meaning of life, um, you know, bless them. But I think it's a constantly evolving, changing thing. And, and, and once we get our feet solid somewhere, it seems like the, the world will expand again and we'll be called to grow again. So mm-hmm. that's really where we came up with that name for our podcast, Uncomfortably Great, because it's that space that you find yourself in where it's slightly uncomfortable. That yeah. seems to be where greatness is unlocked. And if you can, if you can enjoy that space, if you can enjoy surfing the wave, even though you might fall in the water, um, that that seems like where you can get into a real flow state and the magic can come through. So those are the two paths: get silent or reverse engineer your path, your ancestry, and um, and have fun with it. Yeah, that's I, I like all of it that you just said. A lot of the things I've I think I've discovered myself over the years, and I've been living by, but I've never really li- looked into what my ancestors have done. And if there's any patterns in that, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah, on a first glimpse in my brain, I, I don't think there's too many patterns. But yeah, I would have to go and think about it more and ask my parents. But yeah, I like that. And um, I, I definitely think that whenever something very difficult happens, when you're struggling um, or when, when you're uncomfortable because you're just not in your comfort zone, I think that is definitely when there's just like, I always feel like you have like a window open that that's usually closed and it's just a very important time that you really have to use. I think that's how I always feel just like use this period of time because it's it's this window is going to close again. And whenever you're happy and content, then um, I feel like certain things. I don't know. They just don't happen or. Yeah, I don't know when things when things get incredibly like incredibly difficult that's when only the pieces that are really important actually p- poke their heads up as the things that really matter because all of the noise just kind of go- goes away when things you know if somebody gets really sick or a family mm-hmm. member passes away or something yeah, only definitely. the things that are really important stay and the rest of the the rest of the the fluff just burns away instantly yeah, and, probably and then that's when you start and then better. you rebuild again from there over and over again and you constantly get that burned off and then you rebuild again from that spot and that's yeah that's exactly what you're talking about um and i and i think <laughs> i'm trying to like trying to like like mix podcasting <laughs> in here with this like deep conversation and i'm thinking like i mean for people who uh who have their 
purpose worked out. I really, I feel a weird aversion to that word for some reason, because it feels very cliche, but who have like something that they're passionate about. And I think that podcasting, like you can really tell when somebody is doing it for a genuine love or like meaning. And, um, and that is like probably something that somebody should have worked out before they start a show is because I mean, people can really tell whether or not somebody is genuinely interested in what they're talking about, or if that's like what they're supposed to be doing. And I guess like a show would be the most successful when those things like really align. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. People uh, naturally gravitate towards others that are passionate and that are compelled by something they're they're genuinely enjoying their own life and their process that's the type of people that we want to listen to and be around right so you know if someone is thinking about okay i want to do this podcast and they come from the place of i think the most people will listen to this i don't think that's the right way to go actually Mm -hmm. right Uh, i think this podcast could make us the most money Mm, you know that I think that could lead you astray. What you should podcast about is what you are the most passionate about because that will come through in your voice, in your words, in the mm-hmm. vibration of the communication, and people will gravitate towards it more. Um, it, it's, it seems to be a law of, of humanity or a law of nature is that. Yeah, it is. And, and, and think about, you know, I think podcasting is just hitting its its real stride right now, just beginning to. But you think about beforehand, we had television, and before that, we had radio. And go back and and, and listen to the most popular people that that found resonance on the television or on radio, um, or even maybe on social media. And they're full of passion. They they they're convicted, and whether you believe that uh, with them or not, they. They, they have a line in the sand. They say, hey, I believe this. Hey, I'm going this way. And I'm not for everyone. But the people that I am for, I'm so happy to connect with you. Those are the people that get a lot of traction. And so yeah. if you have a podcast and you're wondering, well, why aren't more people listening to it? Or how do I get more downloads? It's because people are waiting for you to step in as a leader of something. That's mm-hmm. People listen to leaders. People listen to to artists. People listen to passionate individuals. So if you want more downloads, go deeper into your passion, which I think is, you know, the pathway to purpose. Yeah, they listen to people that they want to emulate and they only want to emulate people that genuinely inspire them. Yeah, I mean, hearing you talk about that, I immediately start thinking about the music industry and how there's a stark difference between artists who are making the music that that they want to make and they're they have a huge involvement in the production process like they're probably in this in the studio with the producers and writing with people and or if they're a particularly talented artist they may even be the one producing themselves in their bedroom and then bringing it to a producer later and these types of artists have just absolutely exploded over the last few years which is so different from the past which was you know, 
artist gets fed a song by a writer who lives across the world and then they sing it, put their name on it, and everybody praises them for being such an amazing artist. But now you've got mm-hmm. people like John Bellion or Lauv or Charlie Puth or, I mean, there's, there's tons of these people. Um, yeah, just and, mention your favorite people. Well, those are, the, those <laughs> are because they, like, they sit in their rooms and they make the music that they want to make and they play all the instruments and th- you can just tell like there's a, the music comes out in a way that has like a, like a spirit to it where people like wonder why I like these pop songs. They're like, well, that's like just like regular pop, like certain Charlie Puth songs. I agree. But, but, and I say like, yeah, it is pop, but I can feel something different behind it and I can feel the next step. And a lot of people do not like the music of these artists because I mean, they chose like they chose a lane and they just like you said like they decided i'm not for everybody but i am for these people and so i i know exactly what you're saying and and the music industry suffers greatly from the artists that are you know shells and really the inside is just their manager and their marketing team and their pr team and all these people around them who build the artist into a oh my God. into a person but the actual artist mm-hmm. is just the front and they do get very rich and famous, and I'm sure, you know, they're very successful, but um, not necessarily saying that they're, like, happy or that they have done a whole lot of, um, like, work on themselves as people because they've been in the spotlight pretty much only. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's just – I was just thinking about that as you were talking. I was thinking directly that, that that really is the same thing in the music industry and even more obvious in the music industry because you're listening yeah, and, to the music and some and, that can't even sing yeah of course well Sorry. there's lots of that as and well like i i don't even i can i cannot even imagine what kind of imposter syndrome do you get from that <laughs> do like i have imposter syndrome for things that i can do and i don't even know like how do these people feel I wonder, like, <laughs> like there's some people that can actually not sing, but are singers yeah. as their profession. Like, yeah, I can name a few. <laughs> Jesus, I cannot. Yes, me too. And I'm not gonna do it, but <laughs> but it must feel bad. Yeah. So what you're you're referencing there, I think, has been beautifully highlighted by Rick Rubin, and I've been deep down a Rick Rubin rabbit hole recently. If someone's listening to this and they don't know who Rick is one of the most prolific music producers of all time. Yeah, he's worked with people like Johnny Cash, Adele, uh, Beastie Boys, um, Eminem. It's such a wide range of artists. And what he really does is he tries to create a space for the artist where they're able to, and using his words, but I agree with him, to channel an energy or a spirit, as Justin said, that can come through in the music and be authentic and not be mm, uh, restricted by any of these parameters that a, that a manager or that a studio might have. And when an artist or a podcaster is able to do that, they're able to tap into this this true authentic expression. It is magical. And so this is where the artist and the entrepreneur, manager, business owner they have to meet and they have to find their middle way because also the artist has to eat. We have to pay for a studio and editing or, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, it, it is the way. I, I would highly recommend going and consuming some of Rick's content because he is one of the most successful producers of all time for a reason because of exactly what, what Justin highlighted there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, it's, I mean, that probably goes to like my, like probably my last question, which I know you'll have a probably a really good answer for, which would be like, so yes, following your heart and your purpose and all those things, but also, also managing sort of the, like, there, it's there's no point to to do something that has absolute absolutely no uh like marketability and no market like you said you have to eat as well so for podcasting or for your business it is important to for, like for to realize that for every every job every single occupation there's going to be parts of it that are not favorable and so like that you don't love to do so how can you create your podcast and just go on a like on your on your whims and and have it be a passionate project but also like make it make it pay back to you make it so that it's not just a money hole or that you know make it so that it actually is desirable to a certain group of people and that it's marketable and all these things does that make sense that question definitely i think there's no easy answer but i would propose that what is required is faith and a trust in the pattern that you can see of other artists and creatives and podcasters that have come before you that have done something authentic that has resonated and resulted in success or revenue, if that's what you're looking for. Um, because I'll, I'll use another Rick example. When he f- made the first album with the Beastie Boys that really took off, they didn't think anyone was going to like it. They they just made it because it was fun to them. They're like, that's what they liked. So there was no, there was no thought of, oh, maybe the, maybe people are really going to like this. Maybe we're going to sell a lot of CDs. Maybe we're going to be able to go on tour. There was zero thought of that. It was just the thing that they wanted to do the most, right? And so when, when Rick is helping people in the creative process, there is not a single moment where he says, okay, well, this would appeal to this audience or, Hey, this demographic is showing this trend of the, they like actually the, like a little bit more snare drum and none of that. He creates time and space for pure artistry. Now that is easier said than done when you're trying to pay the bills or grow your coaching business, which is why you need to find the middle way. You need to find the balance. And that's the answer for pretty much everything is is don't let that pendulum swing too far left or too far right, but you got to let it swing. Sometimes you got to, you got to go out here and say, that's just, let's create something that's just uh, the most fun that we could do. The most, yes, the most, the most of what our heart wants to do. And that's just, that's just do an experiment. Let's just do it for three, four, six months and not worry about what other people think and have the most fun and the, be the most passionate. And let's just see what happens. Right. And, and that's where that faith piece comes in, is saying that I believe if I tap into my pure artistry, my pure passion of why I want to help people or how I want to change this world, I believe if I put that out there, that eventually there will be resonance and I will be led to where I need to go or I will be supported along the way. And, um, you know, faith, I think, is a, is a learned skill. And you can start small, right? Um, I mean, being in partnership, having a a fiance requires a lot of trust and faith, right? And so think about your 
podcast as like you're in a relationship. You're in a relationship with this this spirit, or if you're creating music, whatever the case may be, and you need to trust it and to have faith in it and to give it time and space to learn and grow. And if you can do that, then you give yourself a chance to find resonance out there. But I think here's the last piece is you need to have, you can have the intention of, I want to reach millions of people. Yep. That's my intention. And then you need to remove the expectation yep. that that has to occur or needs to occur. And and that's the tricky business. Cast out the intention, have the intention, and then let go of expectation. And when we can let go of expectations, that's when you can have fun. That's when you can yeah, just the, jam and you can get into your flow. The burden has been like totally removed it's just it's so like i i'm pretty deep into into the music industry and and i have like a lot of people in that world who did a huge radical shift of their entire lives um there's one guy in particular who i can think of who was a uh quite a famous dj and was probably going to be one of the top i don't know maybe top 10 DJs in the entire world. He probably already was, but he was probably going to get even higher and very, very wealthy touring the whole world could have had a show every single night. And one day he just quit everything. He, he like got rid of his phone. He moved to a cabin in Norway and he spent the next two years writing, uh, like an indie pop sound type music. And all of his fans, Everybody had yeah. no idea what he was up to. And he came back out as a singer and songwriter in the indie pop world after being a DJ. And that, those are, for anybody who doesn't know, those are polar opposite places. DJs, DJs will not think that they can sing. Like, they will, they will not think that they're singers. They will not cross there. They also will not go into uh, the, like, indie pop world with, you know, like, strumming guitars and stuff like that. Like, they... they most of them just won't go there they're like party djs they they are at these raves these festivals and this guy's first song back went uh so so like multi-platinum time like so so successful um made made him like instantly famous for this new project that he had done um and so, I mean, that was just one of the examples that I think of, but I do think of a lot of other people as well. Um, that artist, actually, for anybody who even, like, knows that artist is... His name was Jonas Aiden before, and now he goes as Aiden Foyer, and he was just, like... He released this song that just went absolutely massive all over the entire world, and everybody who knew him for so many years just watched this, like, stark change. And then he appeared out of nowhere, and he you know, released this song that was obviously like filled with passion and, and recorded this music in the most beautiful cabin in Norway with a view of the lake and the snowy mountains and just got away from everything and just did what he kind of felt like he had to do for a long time. And man, did it ever pan out for him, like exactly the way that you just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was no guarantees. No. For that DJ. There were like, he could have released that song and people could have been like this is the worst thing i've ever yeah, heard go back to your cabin <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you started speaking i was like oh my god is he talking about avici but then you were like no he went to a cab and i'm like oh no 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 avici is dead yeah not avici <laughs> oh my god what yeah 
Yeah, that's a perfect story of somebody not of somebody being pushed into doing something that they really didn't want to do and weren't supposed mm-hmm. and to be doing to and yeah. and and fighting so hard against what their actual gut was telling them and then it ended very badly. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then he reemerged. Um but yeah, that's No, not Avicii. But your guy. Oh, oh Avicii. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah, talking okay. about Avicii. Sorry. I I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, maybe he maybe Avicii will reemerge, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> You mean um, rebirth? Reincarnation. Reincarnation, yeah. Yeah, that's the only yeah, way. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. That could be, yeah, that yeah. can be a, yeah. I could, I think of, of whatever we talked, I could have had like five different podcasts, but absolutely, that yeah. don't you have, have anything to, like, to do with all my pod that I could have yeah. started going into and what kind of rabbit hole I would have go- gone down. But yeah, I know we, we try to stick to, you know, a little bit to what yeah. we, what we do here. Well, we're, we're keeping, we're keeping the, like, we love podcasting. We love teaching people and that is what we absolutely love. But yeah, we could go down so many other rabbit holes, but we oh are God, yeah. like doing what you said, like we're balancing like the passion with the like managerial and, and intention side of things at the same time. And mm-hmm. I think that's like something that we're still learning to do um, as we go along. But yeah. I honestly think that this that this episode is a really good complimentary episode to all the other ones that we've done because we've interviewed so many podcast industry specialists where we go really deep into the metrics of Mm -hmm. like the industry and uh we've yet to step like back like really step back and so i think that this is super valuable for somebody um who you know is maybe maybe has a show that they're not really too hyped up about or um or definitely before they start a show to actually think about this and i've heard this a lot like it's important to get this in line before you start um your podcast yeah but i think like listening to stuff that like can help you find your purpose are just like important for any human being that's literally what like that's what humans look for and you can see that in like if you look at the history of humanity you can see that that's just where humans gravitate towards always and forever and will continue to do so yeah i agree and um if i may i'd love to give two two different plugs as to why if someone's listening to this uh a coach or a leader or otherwise that they should start a podcast or invest deeper into a podcast is that okay yeah yeah totally yeah beautiful so I think the first reason is what we've been talking about here is like, you know, bringing out your passion and your purpose or your artistry is you need to give it chances to come through. So um, as an example, if you want to be a better writer, carve out time and space to write, write a bunch of shitty stuff and it will get better, right? If you want to be a great public speaker, go book a bunch of different gigs or make sure that you're regularly doing public speaking and you will get better, right? And if you want to be one of the industry leading coaches or an industry leading expert in some capacity, and you want to be getting your passion out there and impacting people, you need to do that on a regular basis. And having a podcast will invite you into that space of like, okay, well, I've already committed to doing an episode a week or one every other other week. Um, it's just a fantastic opportunity to to invite that energy to come through because if you do it consistently, there there's a higher likelihood 
that that the real magic will start to happen. And a lot of people that seem lucky, they just give themselves more chances for luck to come through or the muse to come through. So that's the first reason. The second reason I alluded to earlier is I think that I've been listening to podcasts for, I can't even remember how long, like at, at least, I think 10 years, mm-hmm. yeah. somewhere around that mark. And um, podcasting, you know, changed my life. One of the first ones that I really dove into was the Tim Ferriss podcast. And so fantastic. And a lot of people think like, oh, well, I already already missed the boat. You know, podcasting has been around and now maybe it's going to be some crazy VR thing or I don't know what. It seems like to me that podcasting is just starting to really hit its stride. Like if if you haven't started or if you haven't really invested into it, now is the perfect time to go all in, to put your chips there. And this feeling that I had was valid, um, was given validity by something that Robert Kennedy said. So whether you love him or hate him, it seems like Robert Kennedy is imbued with a passion or he is like, he's bringing something into the world right now. He's channeling something. And he made the example of when JFK got the presidency and JFK did really, really well with television. He was charismatic. He was handsome and he really resonated in that space. Right. Um, and that's when that was first starting to get some legs. And then he talked about Donald Trump and he talked about how Donald Trump really found a way to utilize Twitter in this short form, this instant access to people. And he found a lot of resonance there. There's different reasons why he might've found success, but I think, you know, social media or Twitter was one of them. And now Robert Kennedy is looking at those patterns because predicting the future is just recognizing a pattern. And he's saying, oh, Joe Rogan is actually pretty much the largest media outlet in the world. He gets way more viewership and downloads than the largest so-called news station. I'm going to go and invest my time and energy into podcasting. That's where I'm going to be able to reach my people and get my message out. So if that's what he's doing and he has some of the smartest advisors in the world on his team, and he's been studying history and politics and communication for his whole life, if that's where he's investing his time, it would probably be a wise idea for you to investigate that further. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. I love that. I think I've actually just seen, yeah, TikTok, where he was talking about something like that. Yeah, so love that. Very cool, yeah. Thank you. That's that's uh, that's really good info. That's a good way to end it. I think. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Your podcast will. Well, I can't. We leave can't people link there it yet because it's not out yet, <laughs> but soon. But we'll back. We'll link it afterwards. Yeah, we um, will definitely. And it'll do be that. called uncomfortably great, and we're working on that right now. And otherwise, why don't you? Well, we're going to link all your stuff anyways, but. Yeah, where do people reach out to you if they want that meditation uh, that you were talking about earlier or anything else re- relating to that? Yeah, so the best place would be on um, on Instagram. Um, and so we can link to that by, you know, Alexander sure. Ohm Official. And uh, that's where I do most of my communication. So you can send me a, a note and, uh, and I'll give you that meditation. Um, a great way, another great way to connect with me is through the Soulful Sales Community. So um, you can go to our website, the Soulful Sales Company, or we have a free school community. Um, so there'll be lots of links where you can find us there. Um, yeah, and then 
there is an idea brewing that might have come to fruition by the time someone listens to this, which is also starting um, a sub um, community around the uncomfortably great podcast and that whole ideation. Yeah. So um, uh, I've been doing this 900 days of transformation journey recently, and I'm going to be inviting people into that space with me and that'll probably live and breathe out of that uncomfortably great community. So uh, lots of amazing things to come. I think um, I like the two of you just kind of poised right now to absolutely take off and blast off. And, you know, um, our intention is, um, all of us here to to touch the lives of, of millions of, of individuals and uh, and make this world a better place and, and that's absolutely happening in the near future. So um, if you want to get on board, come and hop in the rocket ship and um, you know come join us at Soulful Sales. Come join these two uh, with Podigy. Get your voice out there. Get your message out there. Um, go deep into your heart and figure out what's worth speaking about. And if, if you're able to do that, um, have, and have these two help you get that out there, Ooh. then, um, you're going to be off to the races. <laughs> yeah, sweet. I, uh, I always feel very confident about business and, uh, and also very optimistic after speaking with you. So I hope that that bleeds to the audience as well. I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. And that is it. We will link everything below and we'll link all the things that you just talked about. We'll just link it up like crazy down there. And yeah, thank you for coming on. Thanks for the hour of your time. Thank you so much. I hope you had fun talking with us. Yeah, thank you so much, Celine and Justin. I really appreciate the two of you. And um, yeah, I can't wait to get to, to know you more and, and to watch your your collective life and worlds and business just absolutely flourish. So yeah, thank you so much for inviting me into that. Before you go, I'd like to mention two things. First of all, if you enjoyed the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This really helps a ton. Second, if you want us to produce your podcasts or want to inquire about Podigy's services, or if you have any questions that you'd like to see answered on the show, please send us an email at ohmypod at podigypodcasts.com.